This podcast is brought to you by JC Licht. With a heritage of 115 years of making it happen, JC Licht is your one-stop shop to turn your house into your dream home, delivering the ultimate decorating experience with the world's highest quality paints from Benjamin Moore, Faro and Ball, and fine paints of Europe, just to name a few. Bring new life to your home with custom home decor, wallpaper, window treatments, and more all under one roof. Visit one of JC Lick's 19 design centers, which features the largest selection of wallpaper, paint, and decor throughout the Chicagoland area. JC Licht, where designers go to make it happen. Welcome, everyone, to Design District, an interior design podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, with the River North Design District, Chicago's ultimate destination for interior design. And today we are at Oscar Isberian Rugs at their beautiful office in downtown Chicago. And we're talking about color. That's right, color. Color of your walls, color of your home, just the thing that makes your home feel cozy and awesome. And we have our special guest here, Emily Hufford with JC Licht and Sarah Shuko with Sarah Jacqueline Interiors. How are y'all doing? Great. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So good. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, we're super excited to have y'all on the podcast and pick your brains a little bit and get to learn more about, you know, color and how you, you know, no pun intended, but how you essentially see color coming to life in people's homes, um, whether it's through rugs or paint color, you know, it, it plays a big role in, in how your home comes to life, right? So um, to sort of kick things off, I'd love to you know, give you all a, an opportunity to just tell us a little bit about yourselves and let our listeners just get to know you a little bit. And um, yeah, why don't you uh, kick us off, Emily? Hi, I'm Emily Hufford. I manage a team of color consultants at JC Licht. JC Licht is Benjamin Moore's uh, largest paint retailer in the country. We have over 50 locations. Uh, we do specialize in in-home services, um, you know, including window treatments, paint consulting, which is what I manage. Um, and we help people make their homes beautiful. We help them cultivate um, a great color palette that works with their personality, their style, and their home furnishings. A um, little bit about me um, and why I got into this field. Um, I am a fine artist by trade first. I got my master's in painting and drawing. So naturally, um, working with color was something that was just easy for me and something that I love doing. And, and that's where I'm at today. That's awesome. Wow. Fine, fine arts in painting. Yeah, that's kind of incredible. So you're like an artist. I am. Yeah, I figured that's incredible. Yeah. And what about you, Sarah? Hi, I am Sarah Shuko. I am a registered interior designer uh, in Illinois, and I have a firm, Sarah Jacqueline Interiors, here in Chicago. We do work all over the city, the North Shore, the suburbs, all over the place. And my team is made up of five talented um, women. And uh, what's really unique about us is that we really cater to our clients' aesthetic, designing with their style. So we don't really have a one specific style that we do work in. Um, but one thing that you will see consistent on my portfolio work is color. So we are really able to bring color out in different ways, whether it's in a bold way or subtly. You know, we really we really pride ourselves on that ability to work with color and uh, and making it work for our clients. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. So thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially we have two experts in the field of color, which is incredible because I, I you know, 
I kind of I want to know all the things. Um, <laughs> so let me let me just throw this out there. It it might f- be a little bit of a of a, a a big question, but how important is color in your space? You know, like h- how important is it to shaping everything from the the mood, the vibe that you're setting, but also like whether it's you're furnishing it or you're doing a full remodel. I mean, like how important is it in, in your minds? Well, I'll say, you know, I think color is everything, right? And it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, these bright, bold hues, you know, that Mm -hmm. sometimes people get afraid of. You know, the color can be, you know, neutral tones or earth tones, um, you know, really subtle, subdued colors, you know, if you're really afraid to commit to kind of those bright, warm, um, intense hues. So it's, it's how you use it and what you're comfortable with. And one thing I always tell people, you know, is to figure out what colors you're comfortable with in your home, go to your closet, take a look in your closet and tell me what are the three colors that you see there. And almost always, you know, at least my, for me and my husband, my husband has a lot of blues, maroons, blacks, and like, that's how you know what you're comfortable with. And that's where we kind of start with, you know, your color palette for your home for my clients who really don't have an idea of where to start at all. What if you have only plaid? Then what do you do? Well, the plaid's <laughs> got some color in it, even if That's it's grays true. and blacks, yeah. right? I mean, my, it's yeah. two-tone, you, you know, two, three yep. tones in there. You don't want to see my closet. I have way too much plaids. Earth, Although they are earth-tone plaids, so I feel like earth-tone okay. is pretty... You can work with that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of play off of what Sarah said, I mean, color is really the first thing I think someone will notice, you know, whether it's a blue couch or they did a really interesting gray accent wall that really is something that you notice first before you get to the the minute details. And really color can be the showcase and then it could be something that brings everything together and really gives um, voice to something else in the space. So color can do a lot of things, doesn't always have to be like Sarah mentioned the bold the the really loud it can really make a difference even by, by just using it in a soft and subtle way as well yeah so okay so that's a great question um well better yet I, ha- I have a great question I think it's great could be terrible but um you know you're mentioning accent walls don't have to be bold and I I feel like more often than not um you know, including myself, I feel like when you think of an accent wall, you think of something that's bold. It kind of sets a statement, right? So in your mind, what role does the accent wall play in space then? And, and even just looking at it from a paint perspective, right? Like right. whether you're looking f- to make your accent wall like really stand out and be, you know, have a high gloss or maybe very matte. Like, I don't know. I'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah. You know, this is a question I get a lot with what we do is, are people still doing accent walls? I I would like to say the answer is yes. And to me, what makes an accent wall successful is the amount of contrast that you're bringing to the space. I think if we're just looking at very similar colors and tone, we're not really creating that high impact moment where if we're creating that contrast where we're, I mean, several shades deeper and darker and um, I think that's where we can make a successful accent wall in that regard. Um, so it's not even just color. To me, it's contrast. And something to bring up, too, that you know you mentioned is the sheen level. I think you can have an accent even just by playing around with the different sheens as well. Um, and it's not even really necessarily color. A great accent wall also needs to have a focal point. What are you going to highlight with that paint color? Are you highlighting a fireplace wall? Are you highlighting 
highlighting your TV entertainment center? Do you have a really beautiful wall of uh, you know pictures in like a gallery style? That's what I think is is key to making a really really stand out accent wall. I agree, Emily, you know, and, and you touched on it exactly with sheen, right? You know, so using high gloss, you know, is a great way or even, you know, bringing in a wall covering with texture, you know, so it doesn't necessarily always have to be something super bold with color, you know, you can really play up the contrast with your texture and what your, you know, emphasis point is. Um, and I think, you know, you know, think back 20 years ago, the typical accent wall, you know, that's not as common today, you know, trending, if you will. But I think people using accent colors and textures on architectural elements, like your fireplace wall, or on yeah. columns, um, or really highlighting certain moldings or things within the space. So mm -hmm. using it in a really unique way to draw, you know, the eye to what you want it to pay attention to. So it's not necessarily just one flat wall randomly within a room. That's where I see more accent colors and textures used today. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you mentioned something really interesting that I I I struggle with sometimes thinking that the moment I repaint, you know, our dining room, it's no longer going to be, you know, on trend, so to speak. So like, what is trending right now? Like, what are the styles? Like, is there a specific sheen level that's trending? Is there a specific, you know, color palette, whether it's for paint or for rugs or, you know, and, and, and even more importantly, how do you make your home feel like it's not just a trend that's eventually going to go away, right? To where it's impactful and it stays um, it, it essentially becomes timeless. Yeah. I mean, I would say color is subjective, right? You know, we can always try to predict what the next in trend is going to be. And there's a lot of us that do, and, and we can advise on that. But I think the key is finding what it is you love that makes it your home. I Sometimes I like to advise clients, don't worry about necessarily what's going to be in the InStyle magazine um, or for you know an Instagram photo shoot. What's going to make you love your home for the next 10, 15 plus years? And you know that's what we try to do at JC Licht is really tap into the personality of our clients. And I think Sarah can agree with this too. It's really about what matters to them in terms of furniture and decor and, and how do we make that piece or, or those pieces come together and what I would say from a trend perspective and Sarah you can chime in too is going back to contrast we're either doing the extremes of doing something incredibly rich deep and dark or we're doing something as pale and as white and as neutral as light grays and whites and um, I think there's a great blend with those two ends of the spectrum and that's what I feel like we're seeing a lot of is we're doing a lot of whites but then we're also going really bold and deep and dramatic in other spaces. And I think we'll continue to see that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of following trends just because, <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's your home. You have to live in it. You yes. know, it shouldn't be what's in the magazine today. Yes. You know, so I find, you know, I think what is trending, though, I will say is earth tones. I see a lot of people wanting to do those soft greens, those mm -hmm. um, sort of crimsony kind of colors, you know, you know, Tuscan kind of colors like that. I think the way to take those colors 
and materials, if you like them, it's about the combination that you put with it. You yeah. know, sure. don't follow the necessarily combination trend that goes with it, right. but make it your own. You know, put it with uh, a light wood or a marble or a matte black. You know, figure out what is going to make you happy and what you really like and what you're going to want to enjoy. Sure. That's what's going to make it feel timeless, yeah. not copying something out yeah. of a magazine. People but are wanting you... warmth again, too. Yes. People are just yes. craving that warmth and that sunshine. I, and... I think the cool grays are on their way out. Yeah. You know, but that right. Really? doesn't mean you can't do a cool gray. I have to repaint and my whole no, house No, I was now, like, no, basically. you don't have to do that just yet. <laughs> no, but, but it's the combination, you yes. know, and it's all about the way that you execute the design. But right. how do you, so, but how do you sort of, um, I wouldn't say combat combat it, but how do you address it, especially with clients that, that are driven by trends, right? Because I, I feel like we live in a, a social media world where people, you know, pin stuff, they're on Instagram, they save it. Oh my God, this thing came out on AD, therefore I have to have it because, you know, whatever celebrity now has it. So how do you deal with that? Because I, I, I'm in that camp. I see something and I'm like, I, this is awesome. Therefore I need to do it. But then in my mind, I'm also thinking, well, what if it's not trending anymore next year? Right? So how do you deal with those clients that are driven by trends, but you're, I guess you're kind of trying to circumvent that. I, I don't know. I'll tell you how. <laughs> so you educate them. Yes. It's it's all yes. about the education process. And that's why uh, people hire designers is because we bring experience and education to to tell you why or why not you should do one of those items or shouldn't because I don't want to do this whole project for you out of a magazine that follows all these trends and by the by the time the project's done you're gonna you're not it's not gonna be in style anymore and right. then you're gonna be unhappy that's not the kind of work I do you know mm -hmm. I want to I'm gonna show you something that you're gonna love even more than you loved out of that magazine mm -hmm. and it's gonna be completely unique to you and it's gonna be something that you've never seen before but it's gonna incorporate your personality and all of the elements that you do love. I think sure. it's helpful, though, when clients can show you those inspiration photos, because sometimes clients, as I'm sure you've experienced, it's hard for them to vocalize what it is they're looking for and what they want. And sometimes if they can, you know, reference something as, you know, a picture that they saw on Instagram and you start to see their Pinterest board and you're like, oh, OK, like I'm starting to feel this vibe. Well, I always and, say I agree with you. Yeah. Yes, we start with like a style session yeah, with yeah. inspiration images to get the conversation going, because one person's traditional is another person's modern yes and how many <laughs> yeah. times so you true. know how many times i've had that happen oh i'm really modern and clean line and then they come and they bring me these pictures i'm like no you're not <laughs> you know so you need to use imagery yes. in as a communication tool so yes it is important to do but we're not going to copy those pictures yes and and something we run across with the pinterest board specifically is a lot of those images will have a color name on the bottom and mm -hmm. they're like i want this exact color they're oh saying this is Booth Bay Gray. And it's like, well, all right, I, I do want to preference. You know, there's a lot of editing that sure, goes Sure, it's not going to look photos. exactly well, like the photos. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the lighting in that house is different. Exactly. It was retouched. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so I mean, sometimes you have to retreat or retweak the color mm -hmm. so they can feel like they're getting it in that exact Pinterest image because that's mm -hmm. what they fell in love yeah. with and sometimes that can be difficult well, but the co that color that they love is going to look very different in a living room with a ton of natural daylight right. versus that powder room that they're trying to paint right. do you ever take a photo of like the paint sample retweak it edit it and you're like see this is not what it looks like <laughs> no I mean 
it's an education process, yeah. right? Yeah. We're not fooling anybody. Sure. We're, we're there to educate them on how lighting affects color. I right. mean, that is the biggest variable. And, and us as designers won't know until we actually get into the space physically with the client. And, and it's like we just have to let them know that it is going to change on every single wall. Mm -hmm. It is going to look different in every single room. Yeah, great. You can have one color to go throughout, but just understand it is going to take its own form and shape in each space you put it in. Well, I always order a couple extra large paint samples and I give it to the client and I have them, you know, tape it on their wall and I tell them to live with it. Put it it in your space. Yes, to live with it at Mm -hmm. different times of the day because you don't, because in the morning it's going to look very different than when it is at night. You know, that warm, you know, 3000 K lighting that you have is very different than that 5000 K daylight. (laughs) So, you know, like I want you to know what you're getting yourself into so that you're going to love that color. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of living with it, I have this, uh, funky Vladimir Kagan cloud chair that's like green, like emerald. Love it. Correction, emerald, not green. Love it. Emerald velvet, right? It's funky. It's different. How do you work around something that is funky and different when you're talking about especially rugs? Because I feel like rugs are an art piece in themselves, right? Agreed, yeah. So how do you work with when you're talking about, okay, I have this sort of like focal piece, right? And I want my walls, my paint, my entire space to work with that. But then I also want to—I want a rug that says something, that tells a story. How do you do that? I'll take that one first. <laughs> <laughs> I love a challenge. You know, it's—you yeah. know—you. I love the emerald green. You know, it's about—you know meeting with your rug vendor and you know maybe you are able to get a swatch of that fabric that's on that green chair and you bring it into oscar's Burian and we flip rugs and we look and see how the color matches you know it's really important you know to make sure that those tie together and often the rug is the first thing i start with you know as you said it's an art piece you know so i'll start with the rug as a foundation piece and we'll build around it so now with your you know scenario you've got two pieces that you're building around and that's that's just fine. You know, it's a challenge, but that's something that designers are trained to be able to do. Right. You know, we're going to make it work together, you know, and that's the difference between hiring a designer and trying to do it on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. And from a paint perspective, I mean, it, it really just kind of depends. Do you want that couch to be the first thing you see? And I think if the answer is yes, then how do we make sure that that is your high impact moment when you walk into the space? And I think that would be a great example of doing something softer on the wall. Um, so that couch is really the the breathtaker. You know, I think if you were to um, do emerald green on the walls, you're definitely um, characterizing this luxurious feel Um, But if you don't want that to fight and compete with the bold wall color, too, I think if you just tone it down, go really soft. Um, And it could be in the green tones. It could be a white. It could be a gray. You know, um, it could be a a soft complementary color. But I think as long as you're making sure that the wall color is speaking with your furniture in some way where you could draw a similarity and undertone, I think you're going to you're going to be fine. You could even lean into the emerald green and do right. A green on the walls and a green rug and do this monochromatic moment yes. you know it could we're be seeing real- a lot of that okay mm-hmm. i need to take more notes about this because i'm getting some good ideas monochromatic is absolutely monochromatic. in 
Yes. Trim, like baseboards, yes. crown oh. molding, the whole thing in one I color. Have, I have been doing that for 10 years now. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's I paint fantastic. the trim and the walls and the, the crown same color. and the door yes. the same Interesting. color. And yes. it just makes this nice, clean wall. See, yeah. you're, y'all are you setting know? trends, basically. Yeah. You're trendsetter. <laughs> Influencer. <laughs> trying. Yeah. I'm trying. That's incredible. So let me actually, you made me think of something because I have three dogs, right? And um, yes, three. It, it was the best mistake ever uh, <laughs> because we have them in small, medium, and large. Our biggest one is oh, literally it. 100 pounds. It's oh, essentially a, a human. And um, every day I feel like I find a new, <laughs> some sort of stain on the wall. No lie. We have this like matte eggshell finish wall. Um, don't kill me because I don't remember the brand or the details. But, you know, it's, I guess my question is, how 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 do you find the right paint that is durable for your lifestyle? Because you use Benjamin Moore Aura. Is that, is yes, that, is that the Sarah. I already okay. know. You're speaking my language. Okay, y'all heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know what? Um, paint has gotten so much better. I would even say within just the last decade that. It's kind of the old wise tale of, oh, if you use semi-gloss, you're going to protect your walls and it's going to be easy to wash. I'm going to lose it if I walk into a house and see <laughs> semi-gloss on the walls, it's not. the trim, it, the door, yeah. I, and the ceiling. All Oh, the ceiling if, is the worst. Oh. If you're being uh, intentional about the product that you're buying... Um, I would say Benjamin Moore's got some fabulous top tier products that even if you use a flat or a matte finish, it is going to be durable. Okay. It is. I mean, you just have to make sure, you know, when you're going to your paint store, say, hey, I don't want whatever Joe Schmo that I hired, you know, 15 years ago is going to be painting on my walls. What's something that's going to give me something that I can wash if it gets dirty or if there's a scuff. And they're going to guide you in the right direction. And there's stuff out there that is affordable, that is wipeable and washable in a matte finish, in an eggshell finish. Um, I want to totally end the, the rumor that you have to have semi-gloss to wash you your don't. walls. You, you don't. don't. Okay. You don't. <laughs> That's good to know. But, you know, this might be a semi-controversial question, but is there such a thing as, like, dog-proof or childproof or lifeproof paint or, you know, couches or rugs. Is that even really a thing? It is. Is it? Yeah. I would say, you know, Sarah, you brought up yeah. Aura. I mean, that is a fantastic paint. So what makes it fantastic? I'm just curious. Um, I would say, uh, yeah. as, a, as a designer who uses Aura, <laughs> you know, I would say, you know, it's the cleanability, the washability. Um, my painters love it. You know, it goes on really easily. Um, and that has a lot of sustainability qualities to it, yeah. right? You know, yeah. it, it doesn't smell like the old paint used Very to. Very low okay. VOC. Um, so even when, you know, mm. if you've got kids or something, you know, or dogs running up and down the hall, you know, it might, you know, show some scuff, but then you just wipe it off. Yeah. That's it, good it's, to it's know. Easy. Even I, though I had a matte black wall. Oh, Wow. That, I feel yeah. like that is the ultimate Matt black <laughs> danger <accent> zone. Wall, <laughs> and it just wiped right off. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So uh, sustainability, that's really cool that you bring that up because that I think that that's on a lot more of, of people's minds, you mm -hmm. know, like just being, you know, a little bit more um, responsible to how we treat the earth, essentially, right? So um, what do you find in terms of you know, sustainable paints, do you find like the, the durability is still there? Do you find like the longevity and life 
lifetime of them is still there or yeah absolutely i mean for the longest time i think paint relied on those harmful chemicals like vocs mm-hmm. and because the technology has just continued to improve with time the need for a voc really is is not there right uh, and that's the great news because that's the that's what you smell when you open a can of paint is that harsh chemical that gets into your nose that's voc and now you know you can't always eliminate it completely. A lot of people will try to say, oh, it's zero VOC. There's still like a teensy little bit in there. But that's what helps to make it spreadable. And I think what's really great is we as paint um, in the paint industry have learned how to not rely on VOC and still make a fantastic product that we can go with in good conscience using on our walls and in our clients' homes. And I think that's really important. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I definitely think that that's a, a big. Th- it's not just a thing. It's it's a good movement that is becoming more impactful in how, you know, homes are built, how they're, you know, decorated and created and designed, which is awesome. Um, I do have a, a pressing question since we're talking about, you know, durability. Are y'all a, a shoes on or a shoes off at home? Because I feel like we were talking about <laughs> rugs, right? And Sometimes I feel like our rug is is fairly durable, but I don't know. I sometimes I go into homes and I'm like, I don't really want to take my shoes off. So, yeah, I'm just curious. Um, everyone takes their shoes off at my house, Art, and if yeah. you don't, I have booties that you can wear. Booties, uh-huh. incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I am also shoes off, and in fact, I have to yell at my fiance all the time for wearing his house shoes that he then also wears outside on our rug, and it's a daily conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, and you, you know, you want to feel the rug, exactly. and you don't want dirt coming into your house. You yeah. know, like, and and we have a cream colored rug, and. You know, yeah, you, you do see more, on especially in the color. winter. You yes. know, you don't yeah. want any Chicago winters, absolutely, yep. yeah. Yep. But do you, you know, do you do you feel like there are rugs that withstand, you know, and better yet, have a longer life and durability than others, or materials, or you know, just out of curiosity, because I am. I am actually looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, usually when I have clients that are, are looking for that, you yeah. know, we go with wool, 100% wool. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, because it is, you know, the most resilient. You know, it just, the fibers don't break down as fast as some of the more synthetic fibers. Um, so the wool rug, rug will last you the longest amount of time. Perfect. This podcast is really because I'm shopping and <laughs> I need to know everything before I go in and uh, get what I need. Um, no, that that makes absolute sense. So kind of going back to, to paint and sustainability and, and color, I, you know, one of the things that I've learned in shopping for paint, is especially in, for white, there's a plethora of colors and hues and different whites, right? What works best with light, with natural, bright, like let's say you have windows that are facing directly at sunup and you you don't want your, your, you know, your walls to essentially be washed out, right? So what is the best paint? The key is to figuring out directionality. So if you know you know, which way a room faces, that's going to be the big, the biggest thing that's going to help you to determine a wall color. Um, I always tell clients, if your room mostly faces east or um, north, you're going to have the coolest amount of natural light coming in. Whereas if you have a space that faces south or west, you get more of that warmer tone from the sun. Um, I 
couldn't really tell you the science of it. But, um, you know, when the sun rises in the morning, it's not super bright naturally because it's still rising. So you're going to have that softer tone. Everything's going to look a little bit more cooler. But then as it goes over throughout the day, those areas that see the sun the most are going to feel the most warm. Um, So that's really going to alter a white that you might pick because with whites, it's all about the undertone. Ah, Yes. That makes so much sense now. And I have to say, you know, I have people ask me all the time, well, what's the best white? You know, that would be me. That would literally be me. You can look and see. There are probably, I think Benjamin Moore has a whole deck of just white. Yes. Yes, Yes, they do. And and it's hundreds. It is. It really is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your comment about the sunlight is absolutely correct, but it also comes down to the other materials in the room and how the light is bouncing around. Yes. And countertops yeah i will tell you mm-hmm. are the hardest to match mm-hmm. whites you know because if you pick the wrong white that one it's going to look too pink compared to your countertop sure. that has a little yellow in it or you know you've got a countertop that has little purple undertones and you've got a white that looks too yellow so it's really important that you're looking at the color the paint colors in the same room that you're going to have the stuff yes. in with the materials and seeing it all together because it makes such a difference. It's everything. Your undertones and paint is the last thing I pick when I design a space. Oh, yeah. And it always. Is. The always, very last. The very last. So do you, do you think it's because you're, you're essentially creating a balance and because paint essentially occupies the most space? Yes. That's why? Well, I yes and no. I, I never thought of it that way. The re, the reason why I do it is because you have thousands of paint color options, yes. right? Sure. Your emerald chair is just the emerald the chair, emerald, sure. right? You know, and your rug has a specific set of colors or your countertop. You know, I can cater the paint color to coordinate with those other materials much easier than you can reverse that. Right. You don't want to be matching stuff to your yeah. paint and, color. And Sarah, you have you... thousands of paint colors. Why are you trying here to match your paint color? Pick a new paint color. Move you, on. You have hit the nail on the head because people think like oh because the surface area is so large of the walls shouldn't the paint color be what I pick first Mm -hmm. it's like no or they paint first before (gasps) oh oh, they're in the middle of construction and they want to paint first before everything else is in I'm like no 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 we're not doing that (laughs) you gotta see everything together first Mm -hmm. that master plan you you gotta have your finishes and and before we come in to do color consulting we always ask our clients that are doing their home remodeling like please have finished samples on hand and I go into what you just did about the countertop with the whites (laughs) I mean you have to see it because if you just say I want like a really pretty true bright white okay well I could think of five already right now too yeah I can list them for you you know you know a lot of the times what people aren't taking into consideration is that counter and stone and tile is all natural it comes from the earth so sometimes you're not gonna have those bright whites they're gonna be a lot more softer and subtle and if we have those finished materials on hand then we can absolutely nail that paint Mm -hmm. color Um, and and that's why I think it's great that you're helping your clients and and having them pick the paint color last because really that's gonna be the finishing touch that brings it all together oh exactly yeah it, it makes it or breaks it. Absolutely. No pressure. Makes it or breaks <laughs> it. So how do y'all how do y'all typically, you know, because you mentioned your clients come to you and they ask you questions, but like how do y'all work together? What does that relationship look like? You know, does the client sometimes, you know, come to you first, Sarah, or do they come to you first, Emily? Or how do y'all navigate that that kind of 
There's a lot of people involved. There is. Yeah. Almost too many sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you've got you've got the client, then you've got the designer, and then you've got a showroom, and then you've got, you know, the store where you pick up the paint and you've got the consultant. I mean, so there's a variety of all of us that are coordinating and working together to make the project the most successful that it can be. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that there's necessarily a right way or no. how it happens we kind of end up working together you yeah know, whether they come to me first they come to you first yeah absolutely um, I would say whenever we do have clients that are working with designers oftentimes the designer has already been there they've done a walkthrough and obviously Sarah you seem like you're incredibly smart and bright and on top of your game so I don't think paint colors is an issue for you but sometimes we have designers they do so well at putting furniture plans together textures and finishes together and a lot of the times paint colors can be the most difficult thing to find that brings the vision together and so they'll hire us to come out while they're in the home with their client to kind of educate them both on what they could do for a color palette well I think that the color consulting and and the color the science of color is so complicated yeah being able to understand and look at those paint colors I I can look at a deck fortunately I have been 10 years of training doing this (laughs) you know but it wasn't that easy in the beginning you know like I can look at two colors and I can tell you they're they're a hair off one has more blue one more has more red yeah and which one is going to be the better color for your space and and why you know is your nickname like eagle eye, Sarah. Like you, you can tell the tiny differences. She's good. I, yeah. I want to hire oh, her. I, I can. I can tell. Yeah, you better yeah. believe it. You know. And I, I'm with my. You know, every even when I go to the job site to check the paint colors. You know, and make sure the yeah. contractors and the painters are doing it. I've got my paint chips with me, and I'm checking. You know, side by side to make sure that they spec the right product yeah. and they put the right one on the walls for you. You're not putting bear on the walls. You know, no call outs. But you know, I, I called out Benjamin Moore. That's what I want to see, and that's what. You, my clients have paid for yeah, you know that quality absolutely. I want to make sure that that's what they're getting so it's all about checking it and making sure that it's done the right way definitely yeah, incredible so the biggest question before we we wrap up uh for the listeners out there is what are your favorite colors and oh. what is or you can't co- ask colors this. you have to because <laughs> the, you know the I feel like this whole episode is about color so the pressure is on what is your and it can be your current favorite color right but what is your favorite color or colors and what is the color of 2022 like what is the you know the the standout yeah so benjamin moore's uh color of the year is october mist October um, mist. and rightfully so because we did mention trends and i think sarah you can agree we are seeing sage green everywhere in mm-hmm. fact it's also going to be my bridesmaids dress color for my <gasps> wedding later love it year. sage is literally everywhere and it's it's taking over and for good reason it's giving people a little bit of color without being super intimidating and it's still on the warmer side well, i and think green is a neutral it yeah is it? it's kind yeah. of becoming You're the saying new my neutral emerald green is whoa, a whoa, neutral whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on hold on hold on like like you have some green in your and your I, sweater I, there yeah. you know and if it's if it's done in the right way that green can be a really natural 
neutral foundation to the rest of the room. Yeah. I mean, I think in in terms of favorite colors, just for me, I I mean, you got to love the warm whites, simply white, Mm -hmm. Uh, Chantilly lace. Chantilly lace. It's just their classics. For me, um, I think Quiet Moments by Benjamin Moore. It's this really soft, bluey green with a little bit of gray. And it's just it's just a calming color. And um, I love that calming colors. Yeah, it's it's a serene color where you could just melt into the space you're in with that on the walls. That should be the trend for 2022, calming colors. Yeah. I yeah. think we could all use a little yes. bit of calming I colors. I think we all <laughs> need that. Yeah. I mean, I also, I love white PM2, you know, for my crisp white ceilings. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, wrought iron is my one of my go-tos for charcoal. Um, you know, and I've got a burgundy, a real deep burgundy that I'm working with right now that I'm thinking I'm going to put in my living room. I don't remember the color off. You're bringing back the early 2000s, yeah, Sarah. I'm, yeah, <laughs> you know? Well, I've got an emerald green sofa, so I'm trying to do this jewel tone moment. Ooh. You guys yeah. both got emerald green sofas. Yeah. Yeah. Man, That's, I got to get in on Maybe that. we're trendsetters. Oh, I, also, I also did a G and teal on a, do- a front door. Oh, such a good color. Which was beautiful. Last year's color of the year. Mm-hmm. And you know what? What? It looks absolutely stunning with, you know, with some, you know, warm metal hardware, yeah. white trim, you know, yep. and some chartreuse inside when you come in. Love. Chartreuses and browns look great with the G and Teal. Oh. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Calming colors in 2022. <laughs> well, I want to thank um, Emily Hufford with JC Licht and Sarah Shuko with Sarah Jacqueline Interiors. Again, thank you for uh, helping us learn so much more about color yeah. and for, uh, you know, just sharing all of your knowledge and uh, with all of our listeners and being a part of the uh, River North Design District and Design District. Um, again, we're at Oscar Isberian Rugs. Thank you so much for letting us uh, host the podcast here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. And you can follow JC Licht on Instagram at JC Licht. Uh, and you'll see more color trends there and, and what we're doing. And you can follow me, Sarah Jacqueline Interiors, on Instagram and my website. Awesome. This has been Design District. Design District is brought to you by JC Licht. With a heritage of 115 years of making it happen, J.C. Licht is your one-stop shop to turn your house into a dream home, delivering the ultimate decorating experience with the world's highest quality paints from Benjamin Moore, Farrow & Ball, and Fine Paints of Europe, just to name a few. Bring new life to your home with custom home decor, wallpaper, window treatments, and more, all under one roof. Visit one of J.C. Licht's 19 design centers, which features the largest selection of wallpaper, paint, and decor throughout the Chicagoland area. J.C. Licht, where designers go to make it happen.